of course we want people to, to exercise caution, but we also want folks to, to exercise their rights and get out there and vote. Yes, please. But be careful. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. I am. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara. 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. We're also heard in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. Uh, where am I? In uh, Grand Rapids on WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, in Fayetteville, Arkansas on KPSQ, Seattle's KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast coast and around the globe every day on our fine streaming affiliates, including the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth. Five days a week, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com, with more special Super Tuesday coverage. Once again, I want to thank the folks here at my flagship station, KPFK. They are in the middle of a fun drive, but they care so much about you. You here in Los Angeles, you folks around the country that we are actually breaking into our fun drive today to bring you special Super Tuesday coverage. Uh, sort of kicking off with me, I guess, this afternoon, this evening. Uh, and we will continue broadcasting into the night here on KPFK. As voters on Tuesday, as I said, Super Tuesday in Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia took their turn to ring in on the uh, Democratic presidential primary on Tuesday, with voting still open out here in California, by the way, until 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. Most of the problem reports that I have been seeing across the country come from jurisdictions. You'll be shocked to learn this. Desi Doyen, you'll be shocked to learn this. Do you know where most of the problems are coming from? Uh, which, what type of jurisdictions around the country? Gosh, I hate to ask. They would be the ones using computer touchscreen ballot marking devices or BMDs. Not that anyone could have predicted that. Well, we actually did. And we've been warning about that for months and years on this program for precisely this reason, that machines break down, lines get long. And when lines get long, voters 
leave without casting their vote. Incredibly, uh, these machines have not yet been outlawed in the U.S., and in fact, some of the largest and most uh, diverse jurisdictions in the U.S. have actually implemented brand new BMDs, ballot marking devices, for the first time in 2020 for these mission-critical elections. I would say the most critical election of at least of my lifetime. Uh, I will get to uh, just some of the otherwise completely avoidable problems in those jurisdictions uh, shortly, Uh, not just here in California, but all around the country, but including, yes, here in Los Angeles, the largest voting jurisdiction in the nation, uh, and in key 2020 battleground states like Texas and North Carolina, both of which forced use forced voters to use these type of uh, systems on Tuesday. And um, as we couldn't get to everyone who wanted to ring in on this on yesterday's broadcast, I also want to open the phone lines again in a bit, if I can, for those of you who voted on Tuesday or in early voting and had problems doing so. As the problem reports come in and are actually valuable to help us understand what is going on, where things are working and where they are not. I'd love to hear uh, why, if you had any problems, why you did and what you encountered. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. If you want to line up now, I also want to note 818-985-5735 is the donation number here to support KPFK and to thank the folks for allowing the broadcast live over your public airwaves here in the largest media market in the nation on Super Tuesday, even while we're in the middle of a fun drive. So if you want to call in, throw a few dollars in the tip jar there at 818-985-KPFK. Join our sustainer's circle. That is tremendously appreciated and tells the management here, yeah, we want more content like this. Uh, In any event... One state which is voting today and uh, uses both old and new 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen systems across much of the entire state, uh, despite a statute passed by Democrats more than 10 years ago to get rid of those godforsaken systems and move to verifiable handmarked paper ballots, that uh, statute was rolled back by Republicans when they took over the Tennessee state legislature. Well, Tennessee uh, sadly had uh, more than just terrible, unverifiable voting systems to worry about during their Super Tuesday elections. Tornadoes ripped across Tennessee as people slept early Tuesday, shredding at least 140 buildings and killing at least 25 people at this hour, according to AP. Authorities described painstaking efforts to find survivors in piles of rubble and wrecked basements as the death toll climbed. One twister caused severe damage across a 10-mile stretch of downtown Nashville, wrecking businesses and homes, destroying the tower and stained glass of a historic church there. Another erased homes from their foundation along a two-mile path in Putnam County, according to AP. Daybreak revealed a landscape littered with blown down walls and roofs, snapped power lines and huge broken trees, leaving city uh, streets in gridlock, schools, courts, transit lines, an airport and the state capitol were all closed. The death toll uh, jumped up to 25 on Tuesday as the uh, first responders have been pulling apart the wreckage, hoping to find people alive in the rubble of their homes. 
Um, only uh, 30% of the disaster area had a hard check by midday. So those uh, numbers could all go up throughout the day and night, unfortunately. More than a dozen polling stations were damaged, forcing Super Tuesday voters to uh, to wait in line at alternative sites. Yes, Tennessee is one of the 14 states voting on Tuesday, and apparently they are doing so, even amid this very real and tragic disaster in one of their largest cities and across uh, other areas of the state. Governor Bill Lee said it is heartbreaking. We've had a loss of life all across the state before going on to explain how they hope to handle voting problems in the damaged areas. We've actually deployed um, generators to polling stations that are reporting that they don't have um, that they don't have power. So, of course, we want people to to exercise caution in in areas like downtown Nashville where there's where there's damage in the streets and that sort of thing but we also want folks to to exercise their rights and get out there and vote it's a very important day for um, for that so we're going to make it as as possible make it make it possible for as many folks as we can to vote and wherever we find a polling station that there's a problem we're we're reaching out to correct that With more than a dozen Super Tuesday locations in Nashville's Davidson County uh, that have been damaged, voters were sent to other locations, some of them uh, with long lines because of it. Tennessee's Secretary of State delayed opening polls in the disaster area for an hour, but said that they would close as scheduled on Tuesday night. Not sure why they're not staying open an extra hour Uh, That, I suppose, could change if the lines continue to be long and uh, someone files a a legal challenge to that. Now, I called the State Division of Elections uh, in the Secretary of State's office in Tennessee. Uh, They are open today. The rest of the government, state government, is uh, pretty much shut down. Uh, But the Division of Elections was open. I called their hotline, uh, their elections hotline, to find out whether photo ID voting restrictions in the damaged counties are being waived today for those who, you know, may have had their belongings blown away in a tornado. Seems reasonable to me. I was uh, told, however, the restrictions are still in place and when I asked what, uh, what, what voters who may have lost their belongings should do, uh, the very nice person who I talked to uh, suddenly became not quite as nice and saying she couldn't talk to me. Well, actually, she asked first, Desi Doyen. Yeah. Uh, she, she, was, she was concerned. She wanted to know, did I lose my ID? Was I unable well, to vote? Was because was very nice of her to was. be concerned, to be ready to answer your question. Correct. But then she decided not to answer well, your question. Well, then I said, well, uh, no, I'm not going to vote. I'm a member of the media. I'm reporting what's going on. I'm trying to help people uh, understand what's happening. And she said, I can't talk to you. What do you mean you can't talk? I can't talk. You have to I have to you have to talk to my media division. I'll I'll transfer you over. So for whatever reason, she could not talk to me as a media person. She transferred me over. However, the media division did not answer. I don't know if it's because they're out today or not, but I left a voicemail and I left an email trying to get the information about what, you know, they're doing in a case like this. I have not heard back. For the record, um, in uh, uh, in Tennessee, the acceptable IDs for voting include things like a driver's license with your photo, a passport, 
um, a, a photo ID issued by the uh, Department of Safety and Homeland Security in Tennessee, a military ID. You can use a handgun permit. What you can't use to vote? College student IDs. Nope. Uh, county or city issued photo IDs. Nope. Photo IDs issued by other states. Nope. Can't use that either. So if you're a college student uh, going to school in Tennessee and you want to vote in Tennessee, but you have a driver's license from, oh, I don't know, next door in Alabama. Nope. You're out of luck. And the point was to, I thought, confirm your identity. But for some reason, your identity isn't the same if you don't have an in-state driver's license or if you have a city or right. state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's funny how yeah. it works. Yeah. Well, of course, that's the pretend point to uh, confirm your identity. The actual point is to keep certain people from voting that they know do not have the type of photo, the very specific type of photo IDs that would be needed to vote. People need to understand that, by the way, when they say, oh, everyone has an ID. Well, sure. Uh, except for the 30 million Americans who don't. But of those who do have IDs, some are issued by other states. Some might be issued by the county or the city, or you might have a, a, a college a student ID. Those IDs are not generally acceptable in these states that we're talking about that they are trying to keep people from voting as appears to be the case in Tennessee when it comes to photo ID. Hopefully they're working hard, however, uh, to help out storm victims. Uh, the uh, Davidson County, that's Nashville, election administrator uh, told AP that anyone that wants to vote, we want to create an opportunity for you because poll workers will be navigating through a damaged city, however, uh, to deliver the results on Tuesday night. That tallying may take longer than anticipated. Certainly understandable. Uh, there was a sign on uh, the East Park Community Center in uh, in Nashville that said power out vote at Howard Office Complex or Cleveland Park, because, yes, when you use electronic voting machines to cast ballots or check voters uh, in with electronic poll books, when the power goes out, guess what? Voters cannot vote. Not that that sort of thing ever happens in spring when there's tornadoes coming in or even in November. I, there's no storms in November. Isn't it always pretty clear? No, no worries about power, Desi Doyen, in November? <laughs> well, you mean, unless you're talking about, say, Pacific Gas and Electric, which is planned ahead to tell us that they're going to have blackouts in November if there's fires, which there always oh, yeah. are in November. That's right. Remember they that? ought to, Yeah, they turn off the uh, power now out here. Uh, let's hope it doesn't get windy then on Election Day across California. Uh, also, it wasn't just Tennessee that was affected, uh, rural central Alabama. And uh, yes, they are voting on Super Tuesday as well. Uh, the National Weather Service issued tornado warnings for at least five counties in rural Bibb County, which is southwest of Birmingham. Seven poll workers were getting ready to open up uh, a senior activity center for polling, for voting. And then cell phone alerts started going off with a tornado warning about 6.45 a.m. That storm Knocked out electricity, uh, according to the poll workers there, but the precinct's two electronic voting machines had battery backups and a few people had uh, cast uh, ballots uh, less than an hour later. Thankfully, most voters in rural Bibb County, unlike much of Tennessee, they're allowed to cast ballots on hand-marked paper ballots. So the machines with uh, battery backups appear to be the touchscreen devices that are used only for assistive uh, devices for voters who need help in voting, unlike here in California, 
or at least here in Los Angeles County, uh, the uh, biggest uh, counties down in Texas, the biggest counties in North Carolina, all of whom force voters to vote on touchscreens, all voters, not just those who need assist- assistive devices. Now, how long those battery backups last, by the way, on some of those systems, uh, that's a concern as well. Uh, the uh, poll worker down there, Gwen Thompson, noted, we're voting by flashlight. But hey, as long as they have flashlights and a pen and a paper ballot, yeah, voters can keep voting even by flashlight if they don't have to rely on electronic poll books and touchscreen voting systems, as about a third of the country now does. And regular listeners to the broadcast or longtime readers of Bradblog.com will not be surprised to hear uh, those systems caused problems for voters on Super Tuesday. Those jurisdictions using those touchscreens and those electronic poll books causing long lines, making it impossible for some voters to vote at all, even in places that were not devastated by tornadoes. They were just devastated by stupid election officials, apparently, who couldn't possibly foresee any problems with these type of systems. Despite more than a decade of failures on similar systems, for example, in Texas, Desi's uh, old home state. Sorry, Des. Sorry to pick on you here. That's okay. Uh, It's not your fault entirely. KUT Austin reporter Audrey McGlinchey says Travis County election officials, that is Austin, Texas, the state capital, uh, reported no shows among poll workers due to fears of coronavirus. Now, do you expect uh, or suppose that voters there that want to use uh, the touchscreen systems uh, in Austin, where they make voters use touchscreens, do you think those voters really want to use a touchscreen system that has been touched all day by hundreds of others in the middle of a global pandemic? Just asking, just asking for a friend. For about five and a half million friends here in Los Angeles County alone who are registered to vote and have to vote on germy touchscreen voting systems on Tuesday. In Manor, Texas, east of Austin, McGlinchey said uh, wait times to vote were initially long due to a malfunctioning voting machine. Yes, when the machines don't work, people can't vote. Manor is also in Travis County, which, like L.A., uh, as of the 2020 election, now forces the voters to vote on these 100 percent unverifiable computer touchscreen ballot marking devices, which can never be known, by the way, after an election to reflect the intent of any voter that used one. So if you have any results about uh, questions about results coming out of any of these counties, including L.A. County, um, well, they are what they are. Can they prove to anyone that they're actually accurate as per voter intent? No, they cannot, at least not the votes that were cast on the touchscreen systems. Sorry. There were uh, long lines at polling places around uh, Austin, Um, actually in a lot of places, according to the county's website, which showed significant delays. Uh, McGlinchey said, my co-workers are seeing long lines at uh, stations around Austin in Houston. Florian Martin of Houston Public Media says lines are also long there, too, in Texas. He visited polling places in the predominantly African-American Sunnyside area. Lo and behold, people were waiting for hours to vote in those areas. Texas Public Radio reporter Jack Morgan says San Antonio voters don't seem particularly concerned about voting amid the threat of the coronavirus, however. 
even though the city's mayor has declared a public health emergency in San Antonio as of, uh, I think it was last night, Des? Yes, uh, I think I that was. Uh, there was um, a woman that they believe now visited a mall and uh, a hotel, and she then tested later to be positive for coronavirus. So they've got some issues there. Was she a voter? Don't know yet. Just asking for a friend. For a few million in Houston. Uh, Morgan said that lines uh, were long at two of the three polling places that he visited in uh, in Texas. Uh, and uh, not enough voting machines in Tarrant County, Texas. That's Fort Worth, I believe, uh, at least for Democrats. Bud Kennedy of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram uh, reported this morning that everywhere in Tarrant County, there's a drastic shortage of voting machines for the Democratic Party. There's plenty of Republican machines and no Democratic machines. So long lines. He writes complete failure to serve the people of Tarrant County. Now, Tarrant County elections uh, wrote back in reply to Kennedy and said that both parties were offered to share equipment to avoid this situation. But they did not agree to. And they chose to go with the number of machines deployed. We wish they had taken our advice. So the two major parties cannot even agree to share voting machines anymore at a polling place in a primary. And I guess if the machines are split evenly between them and you're a Republican, knowing that uh, you don't have any real contests this year, you well, you know what? If you hate democracy, it might just make sense to say, no, we want our half of the machines. Let them use their half of the machines, which would, of course, make it harder for Democrats to vote because Democrats actually have a competitive primary today. Unlike the Republicans, who probably have very low turnout because who cares? It's going to be Donald Trump no matter what. So another way to screw the Democrats. Well done, Republicans in Tarrant County. You showed them and democracy. Uh, closer to home here. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, where the biggest chunk of Democratic delegates uh, out here in California, 415 of them are up for grabs. Uh, well, yesterday here in L.A., I reported on this program about an incident at a voting center at the Hollywood Bowl on Sunday uh, that I was involved in because an election worker told me that he was instructed by the county that he was not allowed to speak to media, which, by the way, is the first time I've ever experienced that here in L.A. in the past 20 years of asking questions at polling places. I tweeted about that on Sunday uh, that tweet went viral. I said, first time I've ever been told when asking questions of poll workers while voting today that L.A. County Registrar Recorder Dean Logan told them they were not allowed to talk to media. No open source, as long promised, on L.A.'s new voting uh, computers. And Dean Logan no longer answers my questions. Now this at the polling center when I'm told uh, that they will not talk to media. I asked on Twitter, what's up with the secrecy and the lockdown, Dean? Well, that tweet was picked up by a lot of folks, including our friend Jenny Cohn, a great uh, election integrity advocate on Twitter. Uh, she's got a ton of followers. Uh, they also wanted to know why election workers were being muzzled here and kept from talking to the media. And then after I got off air last night, I found that Dean Logan was using his personal Twitter account, which, by the way, is D.C. Logan, if you'd like to tell him hello from Brad, uh, D.C. Logan. Uh, he was using that account to essentially call me a liar. 
He wrote, a quote, For my friends and colleagues who may be seeing the latest in social media fiction, if I was to silence anyone or pretend I had such power, it wouldn't be our dedicated election workers that I would muzzle. Now back to work. So I guess he's either calling me a liar or his election worker at the Hollywood Bowl a liar. But as it turns out, I have documentation of the whole thing, including a photo of the phone number for the media, handwritten, shown to me by the poll worker that he pulled out of his pocket when I was asking questions. Simple questions, by the way. Has it been busy here today uh, at the voting center? Uh, have there been any problems with the voting machines? Um, why was the Hollywood Bowl voting center here closed down entirely yesterday for hours on end due to equipment problems, reportedly? What exactly happened? Well, he couldn't talk to me. He said, you got to talk to the meet. You got to talk to the, uh, the to the county. The county won't talk to me because Dean Logan is apparently too cowardly to come on this program anymore, as he used to, to answer questions. And uh, this is where we are. He goes on to Twitter and calls me a liar. Fortunately, I have the receipts to prove that only one of us is lying, and that would be the L.A. County Registrar Recorder County Clerk. Keep that in mind when we discuss the myriad problems that are happening under Dean Logan's brand new $300 million voting system that he spent 10 years developing um, and uh, deploying for the first time in the most critical election, perhaps in U.S. history. We've had a lot of problems reported around the county and around the state. Uh, for some of those here in Los Angeles, I want to toss real quickly here to uh, Ernesto Arce is our um, KPFK news director. Uh, he has been stopping by pre, uh, voting centers. We're not supposed to call them precincts anymore. Voting centers around the uh, around the county. Uh, Ernesto Arce, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Are you there? Good afternoon, Brad. I'm here. I'm actually right outside one of the voting centers in the Pomona Valley, and mm -hmm. the line is very, very long. Uh, we spoke to a, a precinct, or rather a voting center worker, <laughs> yes. uh, Marsha, who, uh, yeah, very kindly w was able to give us a short off-the-record interview. Mm -hmm. She said that uh, the voting line since uh, early this morning has been about two hours. Really? Uh, the, it seems that the delay uh, has a lot to do with people's lack of familiarity with the new voting system. Um, as people have mentioned before, sometimes you've got to click on that right arrow in order to see the full list of candidates for any given um, office. Actually, no, let me clarify that, Ernesto, because you actually have it backwards. Sure. You have to click on the down arrow. It says more to see all of the candidates in a race because they only show four ah, candidates at a time. If you accidentally hit the right arrow button, that's the next button. You it's right next to the more. Contest. You'll go to the ah, next contest. Good. Exactly. Right. And that's yeah, just one of the reasons this is a crap system. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and so basically a lot of people are unfamiliar with the system. They're not very comfortable with it. A lot of people that, um, you know, touchscreen voting is, is new to them. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people that I've spoken with, and there's a natural reluctance to speak to the media, to speak to reporters, especially at a precinct center. People aren't sure if they even are, uh, are, are uh, able to do that legally or if their, uh, their ballot will be thrown out because they were talking to a journalist. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the people that have spoken to us have mentioned that um, those coming out, of course, They've said that, yeah, it, it's a longer process than usual. They wanted to make sure that they, the, the, the choices that they made on the ballot were correct and accurate mm -hmm. when, uh, when the printout came out. 
and a lot of them are saying that there's just a lot of people that are un, just unfamiliar with the new system. Well, um, well, I'm glad at least they are bothering to check that paper when it's printed out to uh, to find out if it's right. We know that a recent University of Michigan study found that more than 93 percent of voters on these types of systems do not notice when the computer has flipped their vote. But there's a bigger problem that I'm wondering if you have heard of, uh, Ernesto, that I've been hearing quite a bit from uh, quite a few people. Uh, and if you haven't heard about it, I'm wondering if you can ask about it uh, through the remaining hours of uh of uh, uh, voting time uh, in L.A. on Super Tuesday. Let me play you this clip here real quick. This is uh, comes sure. from Lauren Steiner. She's an excellent citizen uh, election integrity advocate. She has uh, her own uh, program. I think it's on Facebook called The Robust Opposition. She had been talking to voters. Uh, she also, by the way, reported two to three hour waits in UCLA. This was on Monday, the day before Super Tuesday. Um, but she uh, spoke with some voters who were receiving that computer printout to verify, uh, and instead of putting it back into the machine to cast their vote, sending it back through the printer heads, by the way, that printed it in the first place that could print it again and you'd never know it. Um, instead, uh, well, he, here's what uh, this, uh, this older gentleman uh, had to say uh, when he and his wife went to vote and received that paper out of the machine. You asked about my voting experience. Yes, when the printed ballot came back to me. I thought it was a receipt for what I had voted. I did not realize that I had to put it back in the machine to cast my vote. Had I not been intercepted by one of the voting people, I would have walked out with the printed receipt and my vote would not have counted. And the same thing happened to your wife, right? Yes, absolutely. She experienced the same problem. So... Uh... People are thinking these are receipts and they're supposed to leave with uh, and that they are supposed to leave with them. Uh, they are not. And let me make that clear to anyone within uh, the sound of my voice. Uh, if you're using a BMD system and it spits out that piece of paper, do not leave with it. Put it back into the machine. Uh, Ernesto Arce, have you heard of uh, of that problem happening to any voters uh, you've been speaking with so far? Of the seven people that I've been able to interview, uh, exit polls, you know, coming out of the, the, the polling uh, mm -hmm. stations, having already uh, voted, uh, three of them said that they were surprised by the, by the new system, that how the printer spit out the um, their printed ballot receipt. And um, I, I don't believe any of them mentioned that they that they could even touch it or or even review it. So I think it was a little bit unclear. Um, I, I think the uh, computer system mentioned something to the effect of. Please confirm and make sure that your choices are okay, and then click on the button to, um, you know, have the uh, machine essentially, you know, suck it back into the system. And so, I, I think there was people are a little bit unclear as to as to what that is. But uh, to me, it sounded like everyone was uh, was on board with um, with the process. They weren't too confused about it. Um, one one lady had mentioned to me over in North Orange County in Brea saying that, um, that that it was it was a system that she was just not very familiar with mm -hmm. and um, she wasn't sure what to do but uh, but that she trusted her uh, you know the voting center to, to you know do their job well yeah well unfortunately we don't have a system of elections that is built on trust we have a system that's built on public oversight and checks and balances and that's what we're trying to do and uh, Ernesto I know you're trying to do that uh, you'll be back uh, I believe uh, with uh, Pacifica radio's national coverage uh, throughout the night as results are coming in. Ernesto Arce, our news director here at KPFK. Uh, thanks for uh, ringing in for us uh, today. And um, oh boy, I hope people stay in line and vote. Uh, thank you, Ernesto. Great uh, checking in with you, my friend.
Thanks so much, Brad. I'll let you know if there's any other development. Greatly appreciated, sir. Uh, by the way, if you are experiencing problems with voting anywhere in the country or with voting machines uh, or you see someone else having a problem, you can report it to 866-OUR-VOTE. That is uh, by uh, election integrity advocates uh, who are keeping a, a database of problems and can answer your concerns. It's the uh, National uh, Lawyers Guild, I think. Uh, who runs the uh, 866-OUR-VOTE hotline. Um, so uh, please report any problems that you are having to that independent third party so that we can keep a database of this. Uh, I, for example, on uh, Twitter, H. Beal writes, I just voted at an L.A. voting center because it's a new system and instructions were unclear. A poll worker told me that people have been leaving with their ballots. Poll workers are now reminding everyone that they need to feed the ballot back into the machine for it to be cast. I've got a lot of other uh, reports around the state, including data issues causing uh, delays in 15 California counties where the networks at these new voting centers where you can vote anywhere. Uh, we're not syncing up with the state voter registration database in 15 different counties. Uh, but let me uh, come back with uh, your calls and uh, more of this. And also, Desi Doyen has a Green News report, if we have time for it, at the back end of today's show. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. Please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance, now more than ever. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. <laughs> No, you can't. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Taking your calls, 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. If, you've, uh, if you had any trouble at the uh, polling place, whether it's California or anywhere else who is listening uh, to our live uh, show today, 818 985 Five seven three five. Uh, some voters, of course, are being forced to vote by provisional ballots because of the problems they had up in Sacramento in 15 different counties where the electronic poll books. Yes, we use electric uh, computers for poll books as well, uh, could not reach Sacramento. So they had to vote on a provisional ballot. If that is your only choice, let me underscore this. Provisional ballots are not placebo ballots. They are actually counted. Not necessarily all of them if people aren't registered in some locations. But in 2016, uh, more than 80 percent of them were counted across California. And I suspect even more of them will be uh, counted uh, to, uh, uh, for Super Tuesday, given the new registration um uh, a statute that allows you to register right up to and on Election Day at the polling place. So uh, do not walk away without voting, period. If you are in line when polls close wherever you are, period, make sure you stay and vote one way or another. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike in Los Angeles. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Did you uh, did you vote on Election Day, sir? Yes, oh. I did. I didn't vote out today, Brad. I voted two days ago. Okay, how'd it go? 
I had a uh, bittersweet experience. I went to a polling place. First of all, I love the fact that I had 10 days to get this done. Yeah. And I did go... Well, you, well, you know, Mike, you, you, Mike, you, you might love the fact that you had 10 days unless you were one of the voters who wanted to vote for one of the candidates who dropped out of the presidential primary just yesterday. That's one of the reasons I've been telling people do not vote early because people are going to drop out after South Carolina with uh, Super Tuesday just three days later. In any event, I digress. I cut you off, Mike. Continue, please. So I went to the first place. Yeah. And apparently the machines are shut down because there was a routing problem. So I waited for about 10 minutes. It was supposed to refresh right away, and it didn't. So they sent me to another place. I went to the other place, and there was nobody there. So I went in there, mm -hmm. and the machine, although I have an aversion to computers when it comes to this, even going into the airport and getting your ticket through that machine, I hate. <laughs> but I did find the machine very easy. There was a person there who explained to me exactly what happened. I liked that I could uh, review mm -hmm. what I voted for, and then it came out as a hard copy. I could review it again and put it back in the machine. Mm -hmm. But I had somebody there who was kind of walking me through it. I cannot imagine if there were 50 or 60 people there, them doing that to each person. But for me, it was kind of a breeze on the second time. But the first time was a bummer because it was shut down. Yeah. All right. Well, glad to know you were able to find some place to, to vote. I am, of course, very concerned about things like that uh, outage with the Secretary of State's office for the voter registration list that affected 15 counties all at once for a couple of hours yeah. on Election Day. If that happens in November, I shudder to think yeah. what will happen. Hey, Mike, appreciate your, uh, your, your calling in. Uh, thanks for the report, okay. brother. Uh, let me go to uh, Teresa in also in L.A., there we go. Hey, Teresa, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, did you did you vote and did you enjoy it? Well, yes, Brad. I just got out of the uh, uh, voting uh, center, mm -hmm. and to, I tell you, it was really nerve-wracking because luckily where I went, it wasn't crowded, so mm -hmm. I was able to get in easily. Um, but I went, uh, when I first did my first set of groups of choices, you have to be really careful about picking that more button because if you don't, the first time I went around, I ended up thinking that was it and uh. then picked the wrong person. So it didn't, I tell me, Oh, there's more like, you know, mm -hmm. I, it just, it doesn't make it easy for you just to figure out, okay, I still should go more because maybe there's more. Right. And then, but luckily when I was able to check it, I saw that I had made a mistake uh -huh. and not voted for the right person. Did you, so when, when you notice that, uh, Mary Lee, when you notice that, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Teresa, uh, when you noticed that, was it uh, after you had printed out the paper or while it was still on screen, you noticed the, the error you made? Um, luckily for me at that time, it was before I had gone to the paper print. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was able to correct it before I got to that point. Okay. But let me tell you, when I got to the place where I was finally able to print it, mm -hmm. I got a printer jam. The paper jam. did not print out my paper. Which, yeah, by the way, uh, has been happening also all over the county. In fact, it happened at the Hollywood Bowl that uh, where, where the poll worker wasn't allowed to talk to me when I asked about it. There was one other person voting there, and the paper jammed the first person I saw vote on one of these touchscreens. The papers jammed. Now, by the way, these yeah. uh, systems jam at five times the allowable rate under California voting system standards, and yet oh my God. 
Our Secretary of State, Alex Padilla, certified these systems anyway, despite that problem and 40 other violations of the California voting system standards. Uh, so I'm not surprised that it jammed, Teresa. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, um, you said you were you were nerve. It was nerve wracking doing this. Has it oh, been? Yeah. Oh, my- yeah. My heart dropped when when that print jammed because the first thing I thought is, oh, did I lose my everything? Was I, you know, now I can't redo it? Wow. Or, you know, it really put a, a feeling of fear in me. So, but luckily, the, the, it took about five minutes. This girl had to come with some special barcode and, and reset the machine. And then I was able to get back wow. into it. And luckily, it looked like all my uh, choices were still there. Um have you ever been nervous? Uh, has it ever been nerve-wracking to vote in the past when we didn't no. when we used hand-marked paper ballots? Not at all. <laughs> this is the first time I have ever experienced this. I'm uh. like, I tell you, I, my heart just sunk because I thought, what if it, it already thinks I voted now and it doesn't let me vote? Uh. You know. So well, I'm glad you're able to work it out, Teresa. Yeah. I'm glad you're able to work it out, Teresa. Let me just tell yeah. you one Quickly. thing though. For that part you were talking about, when the paper comes out. Uh-huh. People have to be very careful and because it tells you on the side, it'll say, press now to cast your ballot. And if you don't push that button, see, when the paper comes out, it, it almost looks like a receipt, like that other guy was saying. And mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to tear it out and take it with me, too. And then, so I stood there looking at it for a few minutes. I thought, no, I, I don't think that's right. So then the girl came over and she said, oh, you have to push the button there that says cast your ballot now. And when I pushed that button, then the paper went back inside the uh, mm-hmm. machine, and then it showed that my my vote was finally uh, casted. Well, that's good. So you have to be uh, really d- careful. Yeah, you do. Any idea if that uh, since you sent the paper back through the same printer head that printed it the first time? Any idea if it changed your vote on the way well, in? Um, I asked to go to a different machine. I didn't do it in the same machine again when when she gave me the second. Right. Well, it can still it can still print on the paper. Is my point uh, that they it's insane that you're putting the ballot back through the printer heads after you've verified it. Hey, uh, thanks, Teresa. I appreciate your report as well. Want to get to a few others here. Uh, Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, Let me go to uh, Mary Lee in Pasadena. Hey, Mary Lee, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, Were you nervous and uh, trying to vote? no, not really, but I, I want to tell you about a problem that I had that might apply to people who are still going to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, when everybody, that was a huge crew at my polling place, mm-hmm. and everybody was very polite and helpful, mm-hmm. but I had this problem that I wanted to re-register so that I could vote for one of the Democratic uh, candidates. Mm-hmm. So I told that, I said that to, when I registered, they said, not a problem, we'll give you, um, uh, I've forgotten what you call a crossover ballot. Right. So I went through the whole thing, but it didn't have any of the Democratic candidates. So one of the people tried to help me through the whole process again. So I voted a second time, still didn't happen. So then when I reported it again, they finally then did re-register me. So that I was able to vote for one of the Democratic candidates. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, with all of those experts there, none of them understood that problem. 
Hmm. And uh, this could be a real problem for people who I'm sure many people are crossing over yep. in this election. Yeah, it, it is. And it's r- incredibly confusing here in California how to vote uh, if you're a, a, a no party preference or NPP voter, how to vote in another party's uh, in a party primary like the, the Democratic Party. You have to ask for a crossover ballot. It's a little easier this year, thankfully, in theory, because you can change your registration right up uh, on Election Day. You can change to any party you want and vote essentially in any primary you want. Uh, but we're all figuring this out together, and I'm sorry it was complicated, but I am happy, Mary Lee, that you figured it out and you got to vote the way you wanted to. Hopefully yeah, it gets just, counted that I way. Yeah. I just say to others that are, have this problem to, be, to insist that they re-register you. Go into the well, you can re-register as, in this case, a Democrat, or you can just vote on a Democratic crossover uh, yeah. uh, ballot. Uh, Mary Lee, i got to get to a break here, though, so thank okay. you very much for that report as well. Right. Uh, someone asked, uh, Pat G in SD, I guess that's San Diego, asks on the Twitters, where you can find me at the Brad blog, uh, which 15 counties were disenfranchised with... Uh, the, that problem, well, they weren't disenfranchised, but a lot of voters did have to use a provisional ballot the, uh, when the statewide voter registration system broke down. Those 15 affected counties were Alpine, Calaveras, Contra Costa, uh, El Dorado, Fresno, Madera, Merced, N- uh, Napa, Sacramento, San Luis Obispo, San Mateo, Shasta, Stanislaus, Ventura, and Yolo. Hopefully... Those will all all those votes that were cast will be uh, cast uh, will be counted as cast and we will fight like hell to make sure that's the case. Uh, I got to get to a break here uh, and then we got Desi Doyen on deck with the Green News Report. But Michael was calling in from Newport Beach to ask if he is at the polls at 759. Can he vote? Yes, you can. The polls in California close at 8 p.m. If you are at any polling place anywhere in the country one minute before uh, the polls close, yes, you are allowed to vote even if the hour has passed for the poll closure. Fight like hell for your vote. Guys like Dean Logan, who runs the L.A. County voting system out here, he's not going to fight like hell for you. You're going to fight like hell for you. I'm going to fight like hell for you. And when we come back, Desi Doyen is going to fight like hell for our planet with our latest Green News report. Quick break, and we're back with that. I'm Brad Friedman. You are listening to the world-famous Bradcast. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. And uh, by the way, I I didn't even get to talk to uh, about all the problems that are going on in San Diego, where they're using those great big billboard 
BMDs made by Dominion, the same ones where they use in Georgia. We had Marilyn Marks, who was suing yep. last week. Uh, she was on the show. She's suing the state of Georgia because they're using these Dominion ImageCast uh, touchscreens, which are so big and bright, you can see how people voted from 30, 40 feet across the room, giving up your secret ballot altogether. Well, there's always tomorrow. And tomorrow... And tomorrow. All right. Uh, but today we've got to get to uh, Desi Doyen and our latest Green News report. I got into this race for really, really good reasons. Billionaire climate activist Tom Steyer gets out of the 2020 presidential race. For Houston, it's a hit to convention business and businesses that depend on it. Coronavirus concern slams energy markets and cancels global conferences, but clears the air in China. Plus, once a year, California's Yosemite National Park plays host to an impressive trick of sunlight and water on the vertical rock formation known as El Capitan. Not this year. In Yosemite, climate change cancels firefall. All of those cancellations and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We have a president who thinks this coronavirus is a minor annoyance like the common cold or the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okay, Tessie Toyan, another climate change champion, drops out of the Democratic presidential race. Yep, billionaire climate activist Tom Steyer dropped out of the 2020 Democratic presidential primary race after a poor showing in the South Carolina primary. Steyer's long-shot presidential bid was based on his years of advocacy for climate action, in which he invested millions of his own money in organizing and engaging young voters on environmental issues. Well, apparently he's got plenty of money to throw away, so who cares? Well, he did it in part because of climate change's disproportionate impact on minority and low-income communities. In South Carolina, Steyer pledged to keep up the fight. So of course I'll be working on that. And let me say one last thing. When the Lord closes a door, he opens a window. I will find that window and crawl through it with you. I promise you that. Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota and former Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg also dropped out of the 2020 race. Both endorsed fellow moderate Democrat Joe Biden. On Monday, Greenpeace unveiled their new rankings of all of the candidates based on their environmental policies. Biden placed third behind Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Hmm. And surprise, President Trump was dead last. Go figure. Meanwhile, the spread of the novel coronavirus continues to upend global markets and cause a slowdowns and disruptions in the energy sector. Sarah Week, one of the world's largest energy conferences, was scheduled to begin in Houston, Texas next week, but it has now been canceled over concerns about the spread of the coronavirus. In the UK, organizers of the United Nations Global Annual Climate Change Conference, set for Glasgow in November, warned that the disruption is seriously hampering their preparations and could potentially derail the summit entirely. 
The New York Times reports that Saudi Arabia and other OPEC countries are hoping to convince Russia and other major global oil producers to cut production of crude oil to prevent a global oil oversupply hmm. that could cause the price of oil to drop even further. Well, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? The solar energy industry, however, is also getting hit. Key solar manufacturers warned on Monday that a prolonged outbreak could trigger an overall slowdown in an industry that relies heavily on cheap Chinese manufacturing. Well, that actually is bad. That is. Nine of the top ten solar panel makers are located in China. The timing is terrible for countries around the world trying to ramp up deployment of solar energy projects, and it underscores the fragility of the global supply chain. It certainly does. But there's a silver lining for breathers in China. Not only has the idling of China's heavy industries cut the country's greenhouse gas emissions by about 25 percent, it has also dramatically cut air pollution in China. Really? According to NASA satellite images. Why? Because heavily polluting industries have been idled, manufacturers have been idled, and people have been staying home and not traveling using cars. See, isn't that like you? Always finding an upside, even of a deadly global pandemic. Well, I just want to point out that a global pandemic is really not the best way to address pollution or climate change. Okay. Coward. Finally, in California's Yosemite National Park, Firefall is a visual treat for park visitors in February when the angle of the sun perfectly illuminates towering horsetail fall for just a few minutes, making it appear to be on fire. But this year, there was no firefall because there wasn't enough water. Mm. Much of Northern California just saw the driest February ever recorded. On PBS NewsHour, UC Berkeley ecologist Patrick Gonzalez warned that the observed drop in annual precipitation in Yosemite is a long-term trend for the state. In Yosemite and across the western U.S., human-caused climate change has doubled the area of wildfire burned, has doubled tree death, and has shifted um, trees upslope into meadows. Some areas of Northern California recorded zero precipitation for the entire month. According to the National Weather Service, February is normally one of California's rainiest months of the year. Everything is going fantastically. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Desi Doyen, does that mean that uh, I never got to see the firefall at Yosemite? Does that mean I will never get to see it? Oh, probably not. I'm sure there will be rain and snow in Yosemite eventually. Again, it's just this year, no go. Just no uh, firefall this year? Correct. Okay. But next year, the rains will return. Everything will be fine. Donald Trump will be out of office. Every, the coronavirus will be behind us. Everything is looking up. From right, your Desi mouth Doyen? to God's ears. Oh, God doesn't listen to me. Thank you very much, <laughs> Desi Doyen, our producer. Uh, to my soundboard operator, Ricky Herrera. To Ernesto Arce, KPFK News Director, for checking in with us. You can listen to him uh, throughout the night during Super Tuesday coverage here on KPFK. And we will be back with you tomorrow. You can drop me email if you like. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. 
On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. And once again, a reminder to those of you who are uh, tuning in today, please help support your local radio station wherever you are listening to the Bradcast. Uh, hopefully, uh, probably not uh, some corporate-owned station. It is probably a station that needs your support that allows voices like ours over your public airwaves. And voices like ours, I should say, are quite rare these days. All right, that's it. I gave everything else, didn't I, Desi Doyen? That's it? Yeah, yeah that's it. All right, we're back tomorrow with uh, election results from Super Tuesday, whatever they may be, whatever they tell us they are. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.